Welcome to the Jackson and Barry Show, the world's finest equestrian podcast, with your host, Alicia Railing. Hello, and welcome to the Jackson and Barry Show, where we interview brilliant equestrians from around the world to learn more about their personal journey and what it takes to be an elite equestrian. Hello and welcome to the Jackson and Barry Show. Today I am in Lunteren at De Nieuw Heuvel, a stallion station here in the Netherlands, and I'm attending the masterclass uh, being organized by Pardon Lifestyle website. Joining me today is Rien van der Schaft, and he is a clinician here at the clinic, and he also is doing some work with dressagepro.com, which is a website dedicated to developing dressage riders, which will be launching uh, sometime in the fall of 2016. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Can you share with our audience uh, a little bit about your career? Tell us about you. Well, uh, I'm a dressage rider my whole life. I started riding when I was 11. I come from a family background that was not possible to ride horses because it was too expensive. But for whatever reason, I've always liked it. And then you find your way. And after my high school, I did the trainer's education to become a riding instructor. And on one of those places, I met my wife. And uh, she had a horse which I started training because she was still studying and uh, yeah we went on and I took the horse in the Dutch team together with another horse from another lady so we, I was with my wife together in the team in the beginning of the 80s and uh, then we started our own stable here in Apeldoorn and ever since we still train horses up to Grand Prix and in the last 25 years together with our daughter so we have a stable together. We do the work together, the riding and the training. We do it, the three of us. And I do some clinics also in America and in another, and a lot of other countries. And we have a simple facility, but we're happy. And how did you start riding right at the very beginning? You know, uh, the first time I was on a horse was when I was with my parents on a camping holiday. And next to that camping place, there was a riding school. And because I loved horses ever since, even though I'd never been close to them, I've always had, an, I felt attractive, how do you call it, attracted to them. I was that whole week, I was at that riding school and I was allowed to ride once half an hour. And I had so much fun, I thought, now I know what to do, what I wanted to do, and that's how it started. So. And do you remember your first horse or your first pony? No, I didn't have a pony of my a pony of my own. Of course I remember that, but that was long, a long time, a long later, how do you call it, a long time later. Because what I told you, it was, it was, we couldn't afford that. It was, uh, we come from a normal working background and my parents couldn't afford to have me ride or for sure not have horses. That was later than I, f- I was helping some people taking care of their ponies and then you can ride them. And so that's, yeah, that's how it started. And could you tell us about your philosophy of riding? Well, I think the most important thing of riding a horse is riding it forward and make the horse go forward into the bridle, connect out of the forward riding, and not riding backwards. That's my main principle of riding, and that's nothing new, not nothing I invented. That exists already for hundreds of years, but very easy we get off that track. That's some lot of all of us can once in a while go off that track, but I think the most important thing is that you ride your horse relaxed forward into the bridle and try to get him activated from behind, and that you ride him from back to front into the bridle into the connection so that you can change his balance from going on the forehand to going more on his hind end and carry himself with his hind legs and get more expression and more freedom of the forehand. 
Excellent. Do you have a success quote or something that you can share with our audience? Isn't that what I just told you? Isn't that my, my, my ride your horse forward from back to front into the bridle? Isn't that, isn't that a quote that <laughs> that's actually what I think is the most important thing in riding? Huh? That I, had, I had a very good, maybe it helps you when I say it this way. I've been trained by Mr. Oudhout, in my opinion, one of the best riders and trainers I've ever seen, the Dutch guy who passed away, unfortunately. And uh, he always told us, ride your horse from back to front into the bridle. And not so long ago, I was reading an article of George Morris, George Morris, the jumper, yeah. the living legend, as they say. And what he said, is, it made a lot of sense to me, he said, ride the body of the horse in towards his head. Don't ride his head towards his body. And that's exactly the same what I understood from Mr. Oda, riding from back to front into the bridle. But I think for a lot of people, it can be even more clear to say that way, that you train your horse that way, that you ride his body towards his head and not his head towards his body. We're going to quote you on that. Thank you. <laughs> could you tell us about a challenging moment that you've had in your career, um, maybe a moment of failure? And could you tell us about that moment and how you overcame it? Well, I do have a lot of fun in my life. I don't remember so many moments of failure, to be honest. But everybody who rides a lot, which I do and already do for a long time, has those rides in which you think when you, when you stop riding, I better, I sh it was better when I didn't ride today or this horse. And the challenge of not going to react with your hands on something that you feel in your hand is maybe the hardest thing for a rider. So that whenever what I just told you about my quote, ride his body towards his head, I always I want to say, look who's talking, because once in a while you still go in the wrong direction when, when you feel when you get the kind of idea that you need to do it at that moment. I think the most important thing is that you give the horse the chance to find his natural balance into the bridle and not disturb the bridle the, the balance by, by using your bridles in, in your bridle in the wrong way. But I don't specifically know a moment of failure, to be honest, because there have been so many that I don't remember a lot. Yeah. When you're in those moments that things aren't going so well and you get off and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have ridden, how do you get on the next time? Like, how do you keep going? Do you have any mental talk around that? Yeah, the, my biggest feeling goes, and I want to start all over again immediately, but yeah. that's what I don't do. But uh, yeah, you, you, you're just not happy with yourself. At uh, that moment, you just feel that you did something that was not right for the animal, not right for the horse, which you love, because that's how that's why we all start with riding, because we love the animals. And uh, I have no explanation and no special thing, why do I go on? I just go on. I just, next day, I think, that's what I, that's what I just meant to say, that the sooner I can start, the better I like it, but okay, you have to wait till the next day, because uh, that's what you need to do. And I'm in the good situation, the lucky situation, that I worked together with my wife already for a long, long time. And uh, now the last 10 years, we also do it together with our daughter, who is now 25. But, so whenever one of us is a little bit going off track, one or two of the others can, can help to go back on track. So that's a very lucky situation we have. And, and we have all the same, all three of us have the same principle of riding. So I think that is a, a really good thing and a really good chance to, that we can, 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 can make use of. And what I think is, is important, I think that a lot of riders, maybe it helps, ride simply too many horses. If you have to ride eight, nine, ten horses a day, that's impossible to keep that focus of yourself. Your, your, that's 
from, to my opinion, it's not possible. To get the right focus on uh, more than, than five, six horses a day, five, six, maybe seven, that depends on the time you have and what, what you need to do in taking them up or not. But I think that might be something to keep in our mind that we, that's not only hard for the rider, but also hard for the whole setup of your stable, that you try to get things organized, that you have to ride four or five horses a day, that must approximately be, approximately must be the maximum or something like that. That makes sense. What is one thing that you're really excited about right now? I get excited every day about my horses. When I get, when I have the feeling that my horse and I are one, that I feel the horse is balanced, the horse is carrying me, I don't, I hardly need my reins for moments, huh? I hardly need my reins to control the horse because he's completely balanced. That's the most exciting thing I, I, I've ever felt. And there's one other thing. If I first I went through the stage that I could teach that to my wife, and, and she enjoys it the same thing. And now we are that far that our daughter has the same thing, the same feeling. So that gives you a wonderful, yeah, it gives you a really a happy feeling that you that you can share that with others, and that's uh, that's really a good feeling. What vision do you have for your future? Going on as long as possible this way. That would be wonderful. <laughs> and I think if you if you are. If you are riding in the right way and you have you use your seat, you, you ride with a good seat in the right way, I'm sure you can ride till you're over 70 or whatever. And, and because you, you have, if you stay relaxed as a rider and you can follow the movement of the horse, then you can keep on riding, continue riding till really at a high age. And that's what I hope and will try to do. Is there something that drives you crazy about riding right now? Like something that... Um, that you see at competitions or something so, something that you see that a lot of riders are making this mistake? Yeah, riding backwards and being rude to your horse, that makes me crazy. And then it's for me almost impossible, and most of the time I also don't succeed at it, to keep my mouth shut. And when people are rude to their horses, and they're rude to the horses because they do it in the wrong way, and the riders make the mistake, and they do it in the wrong way, and then blame the horse for it because he always does this or he never does that, that sometimes makes me crazy. I never get used to that. I never get used to that. Is there a favorite movement that you like to teach a horse? Well, as you probably know, that the collected movements like Piaf and Pirouettes and, and all this are, are that what you're aiming for because you want your horse to carry himself as much as possible on his hind end. But if you can keep that balance, of course, that balance is not the same thing, but that, that horse is carrying himself behind and the back is lifting you up as a rider. Yeah, that's for me a favorite, favorite movement because that's, that's, that can even be a trot with a horse that's just trotting in a normal way, but he's carrying you. That you don't, you know, what I just told you, you don't need the reins to control your horse, but you feel the horse is completely under control because he is balanced with you. You're, on, you're above his point of gravity and the horse carries you and the freedom of the shoulder is there. That's, yeah, that's always a kick to do that. And is there something you're really good at teaching riders? Well, I leave that up to others to decide that. I think it's hard. I think as a trainer, you are, most of the time, you're not a lot better than your rider can show off. You know what I mean? One of the biggest, biggest quotes my trainer always said, teaching is hard, but taking lessons is even harder. So that, 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 that this makes sense to me, so that you really try to understand what, what your trainer, what your, your, your example does, and that you try to, to learn from that and try maybe try to copy that once in a while, yeah, that, might be <clears throat> that might be very useful. I think, yeah. 
Maybe it's not the right answer, but okay. <laughs> it's a great answer. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Uh, the best advice for me as a rider has been that I, because when I came to my trainer, I had a, when you looked at a picture of me, everybody would say, well, the guy has a good seat and a good position and blah, blah, blah. And my trainer said, your seat is terrible. And, and as soon as he told me how to really sit in my horse and not just on top of it in a nice frame, in a nice model, in a nice picture, that was for me the, the thing for my career, if I can talk about career, my, my, my riding career, because that gave me the feeling how I could be one with my horse. Because when you clamp yourself around the horse, you probably don't fall off, but you're never one with the horse. When you sit in looseness, I think the, the, the people mostly talk about the horse should be doing this and the horse should be doing that and the horse must be more loose or the horse must be more through or whatever you can think of. But I think when you start with a rider that sits in looseness, that's already the biggest help you give the horse. So I think that's uh, one of the biggest things. So I watched you ride already today, and your seat is unbelievable. So what did your trainer do to help, or what did you do to get there? Because that was really beautiful. Just let go of my leg. Not squeezing my thigh and not, not, not sitting clamped on a horse, but just sit in your horse and just let yourself move by your horse. Give your horse the chance to, to make you move and not, not, not clamp yourself tight. Sit, try to sit in looseness, if you can say that. I think that's the best way. Well, what, what can you ex how can you expect a horse to go in looseness when the rider itself not going in, not sitting in looseness? Right? And that's the same thing like Schultheis used to say always. I, that's what I remember what I saw from his students, what I saw from him. Excellent. Okay, now we head into the racetrack round. What does the first 60 minutes of your day look like? First 60 minutes of my day. Well, I wake up, I do a little gymnastic, a little bit. What time do you wake up? Well, depending between, let's say around, around seven. Uh, sometimes it depends what we had the day before. I do travel a lot, then sometimes it takes a little bit longer time, but around seven or 6.30, around, around seven. So I do a little gymnastic, then I shower, go and walk with the horses, look if everything's okay in the stable. Then I go and have breakfast, and then I start riding. And what do you have for breakfast? Do you drink coffee? No, I start with fruit and, uh, and yogurt and muesli, yeah. And then after that, I get my first coffee. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, do you have one quick fix that we can take to the stable tonight that will make us a better rider? Not, not something new that I haven't said already, sorry. So, for my, to my opinion, there are not so many tricks and, 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 and short uh, tips you can give somebody. It's, it's a long learning process for everybody. And yeah, unfortunately, on the other hand, it's also the good thing of it. If it was easy, everybody could do it that way. Huh? Exactly. But I think a lot of people can learn it. It's just a matter of practice and, and willing to and want to do it. Huh? Is there a book that you think everybody should read? The Gymnasium of the Horse. Absolutely. And, and the author of that one? Steinbrecht. The gymnasium, I think. Uh, the, in, in, in German, it's das Gymnasium. I think it's the gymnasium of the horse. That's everything. In. And, and, the, and the other from, from Neindorf, but ah, I was talking about horses, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's what we're here for. The Klassische Reitkunst from Neindorf is also beautiful. What I think, what in that book is, it's long ago written by von Neindorf, who passed away, let's say, eight or ten years ago, maybe not even. And there were so many photos in, and photos were taken long ago, some of them 60 years ago, and some of them 20 years ago. 
so there was no tricks in the photos. And you could, let's say that 95% of the photos that are in that book, and there are hundreds in that book, are brilliant. So that must have been a genius writer. He was also the first one that told me, when your horse is pacing, I always thought you have to go slower because he's irregular. And I heard him teaching somebody, he said, forward, forward, forward. And I never understood that in the beginning. And then I thought, well, he must know it. And then now I know why. So when, you, when your horse is pacing, that is because there's no not the real activity and looseness. And I remember that, but he told, and my trainer also could say that, don't misunderstand me, because I'm very happy with my trainer. But I heard him say that, and that's really a good advice. What is one thing about riding that you wished you learned earlier? Yeah, maybe the whole process, but... <laughs> right? Don't you think? If we could have done that 20 years earlier, uh, earlier it was, would have been nice. But, you know, it, it is a long-term learning process. That's the way it is. And uh, as soon as you understand how the horse's body functions, then, then, you, then I think you know how you should be as a rider. Because most of the time we are interfering in his balance or in the way he moves or whatever. And I think we should try not to interfere in what the horse nature brings, but we should try to make it better. And that's what you see a lot, that people are blocking their horses, of course not on purpose, but they're blocking them because the neck must be in a certain shape or the frame must be like this or the bend must be here or whatever, instead of developing what the horse has by nature. That, but that's, that's one of the big issues. And I, I don't think that is... It is an, a, a process that takes time. Nobody can do that quickly. That's very, and maybe the, the more examples you have around you, the sooner it will be. But you know, when we all have to do it ourselves. We got our training sessions, but then you have to do it by yourself. So you learn by making mistakes. That's, and that's also a good way of learning, maybe. I feel sorry for the horses sometimes. But, we have to be thankful to those old school horses, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. And we we... I don't know if you know that. I don't think any other language has that. In our Dutch language, dogs have poten and horses have legs, the same as animals, uh, as, as, as human beings, sorry. And horses have heads, and dogs and cats, other animals, have kops, kop. So the horse is the only live, uh, animal that has another way of uh, th their limbs and their head, for example, the same as human beings. All the other animals have other description for it. And in the past, I never understood that. But I, the last couple of years, let's say 10, 15 years, I really understand why that is. Horses are so noble and so honest and so willing to do, even though we make mistakes. They're, that's fantastic. That's really cool. Yeah, that's the way it is, I think. OK, our last question. This is for the young riders out there that are just developing their skills. Imagine you wake up one morning and you are a 17-year-old working student. You have a place to live. Your food and basic needs are all met. You have all the knowledge you have now, but you don't have a horse, you don't know anybody, and you only have 500 euros. How would you start your new life? Well, it's almost my career you're telling me now. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, I am so sure that... If you have the right spirit and you really want to learn how to write and don't think, I want to be successful here, I want to be successful there, if you become a good rider, success will come. And success can be in your backyard or when your student does it or maybe even at the international championship, but whatever. But I'm so sure there are too many people too early focused on that they want success in the competition ring. 
And I think if you focus on being a good rider and really do everything to become a good rider, if the horse is good or the horse is ugly or the horse is nice or the horse is beautiful or is a great mover or a normal mover, just try to make the best of your rides every day of all your horses. And then, to my opinion, that gives me the satisfaction. And I have at home the same satisfaction as when I compete. And if you can do that success in the ring, yeah, okay, that's that's the, the, the double success, but which we all like would like to have, right? But I think the satisfaction that you get of getting horse going in the right way is for me always that pays me more of than any prize I win or any money I get. I think it's the feeling that you have with the horse when you got that, and you got another horse training at that level, and uh, and I mean that you feel that you're one with the horse, like I just told you. Well, that's for me all I need. Excellent. Okay, that was our last question. So thank you so much for being on the show. Um, now, your uh, training videos are going to be posted on the website dressagepro.com, I believe, and that will be launching in the, in the fall of 2016. So we'll be looking for that. Is there somewhere else that the, our audience can follow or find out about you? Well, people can go to our website, but we don't really pay a lot of attention to that. But uh, we try, my daughter tries a little bit. But she's also like we are busy with writing and, and, and doing other things. Uh, I don't know if I can say that. I'm on dressageclinic.com. So I'm on that for 10 years already. And uh, that's actually it. I'm, uh, I do my work in the, in the arena. That's what I actually most do mostly. And what's your website? Uh, Stalsprengenhorst. Okay. com. Excellent. Thank you very much. And have a great clinic. Big pleasure. Thank you so much. For joining us today on the Jackson and Barry Show. I hope you enjoyed the interview. If you're looking for more podcasts, the Jackson and Barry community, or the world famous Jackson and Barry Equestrian Charms, please visit our website at www.jackson with an X and Barry.com. That's J A X S O N A N D B E R R Y.com. Or jo join our community on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us, and remember, keep the leather side up.